Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello and welcome to Series 3 of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Now, it may seem like a little bit of a strange time of year to be launching our third series, but there's a very good reason for it. And the reason is this. Many people at the end of the year, they start to think about the year ahead. They start to think about planning in their business for what they're going to achieve in the new year. And the missing step here, of course, is that retrospective look back at what's occurred in the year just gone. What have they achieved? What's happened? What's worked? What hasn't worked? And so I'd like to invite you on this, our first episode of Series 3, to go on a little bit of a journey with me and to take the time now to review what's worked and what hasn't worked in your business in the last 12 months or however long you've been in business for this year and to really ask yourself and answer some questions that are really going to pave the way and lay the foundation for you to create a really successful year in business next year and for you to get really clear about what it is that you're going to achieve and the strategies and the tactics that you're going to use to make those things happen. Now, I will be looking in our next episode at how to host a really productive and powerful CEO retreat day or series of days for yourselves. I went on one recently, which was absolutely incredible. So I'm going to share with you the ingredients and the elements that I included in my CEO retreat so that you can do some forward planning for the next year in your business. For now, I'd really like you to come with me and we're going to explore what actually happened in your business in the last 12 months. So we will be putting this document into uh, the website next to this podcast episode. So if you head on to mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast, you will see uh, the episode there and you'll also see the link to download the workbook for the questions that I'm about to ask you and the questions actually that I recommend that you ask yourself at the end of every 90 days, at the end of every quarter, and especially, of course, at the end of every year, so that you can do a really structured and thorough review of what's happened and I guess what's left to happen in your business. So the very first question is around your goals. And, you know, if you're like most people in business, you know the importance of setting goals. And so what I'd like you to do is to just write down the goals that you set for your business 12 months ago. Like what were the goals that you set for your business at the start of the year? 
Now, I want you not just to include those goals that you've already achieved, which can be quite tempting to do, but I want you to actually write down all the goals that you set yourself in your business. So they could be goals around your marketing metrics, your sales metrics. They could be about creating a course or a product or a service. They could be goals around your social media marketing and your visibility. You could have had goals around your tech, you know, your website. Um, Maybe you had goals around starting a podcast or goals around, you know, having a YouTube channel. Whatever your goals were, I want you to write them down. And of course, I also want you to write down your financial goals for the year. What were they? And when you've written down those goals, including the ones you've achieved and the ones perhaps you haven't, I do want you to then focus on all of those achievements. So the second part is to list everything that you've actually achieved in your business this year. Now, of course, some of those achievements will have been things that perhaps you hadn't set as goals at the start of the year. And that's a real bonus. You know, I think a lot of times we do achieve more in our businesses than we think, but we're not always consciously aware of it, right? We don't always have it top of mind. But for example, if you've achieved um, several you know, podcast interviews, maybe you've been on other people's podcasts, maybe you've had some real significant client wins, you know, your clients have achieved incredible transformations, which I know as a mindset coach that your clients will most definitely have. What are those achievements as well? What personal achievements have you had? Maybe there's something that you've been wanting to launch, or maybe you just followed through or felt that you were more consistent this year than you were last year. All of those things are significant achievements that, you know, we really need to celebrate. So write down all of the achievements that you had. Perhaps one of your achievements was giving yourself a day or half a day off every week. Maybe it was actually being more productive in your business than you had been previously. So there's lots to consider and lots to write down there. The next thing I want you to write down and focus on is what are you most proud of? What is the achievement that you're most proud of this year? And again, it could be absolutely anything from any of those areas. This is about you, what success means to you in your business and how you measure that success and really about your reflection on, you know, what is that thing that you are most proud of achieving? And when you've written that down, the next one is, What has worked really well for you in your business in the last year? What has worked well for you? And it may be, again, it may be that what's worked well for you is having standard operating procedures when it comes to your client onboarding or your marketing. Maybe what's worked well for you is to recognise the times of day or the days in the week where you're most productive and doing your real thought work during those times. Maybe what's worked really well is that you have actually outsourced some of the work that you do. Maybe there's been a client attraction strategy that's worked particularly well or a modality or technique that has really surprised you with how effective it's been and that you've started to use it across your client base. Maybe you've really honed in on your niche and your ideal client and that's worked really well for you. Perhaps you've pivoted in your business. So I want you to write down all the things that have worked really, really well for you in your business this year. And then, of course, the flip side question to that is, what do you know now that you need to change or improve? 
What are the things maybe that aren't quite working as well as you'd hoped? What are some things that you may be ready to up-level in your business? Maybe it's your own mindset. Maybe it's uh, challenging yourself a little bit more. Maybe it's being more organized or more productive. What do you need to improve? Think about all of your processes that you have in place. Think about the strategies that you use with your clients, the tools that you have. Maybe there are some skills gaps there that you really want to fill. Maybe there's something that you want to learn in order to become a more effective coach or a more effective business owner. Think about the things that you need to change or improve in your business and write them down here. Maybe you're spending too much time on things like discovery calls or that you know that you go down that rabbit hole of social media or you spend a long time looking for the right image or exactly the right caption and it's not really leading to the level of sales that you'd hoped it would. Take the time and reflect on that question. Now we're going to turn our our attention towards the numbers in business. Now, our numbers in business, of course, are really important. It's critical that we get across and we understand our revenue generation, our profitability and our expenditure. Where are we spending money in our business? Maybe even where are the money leaks in our business? We also need to look, of course, at reviewing things like our pricing. You know, do your products and services sell well, not sell well, Where are you priced in the marketplace relative to the value of the transformation that you provide? These are all great questions to be thinking and letting percolate. But really getting down to brass tacks, I guess the key things in terms of the numbers are, how much revenue have you actually generated in your business this year? How much income have you had coming in? I want you to find out that figure and I want you to write it down. I want you to write down how much profit you have made in your business this year. So of course, that's revenue minus your expenditure. How much profit have you made? Now, you need to be keeping records of your finances. You can do it in an Excel spreadsheet. You can do it through software accounting packages like Xero or QuickBooks. You really do need to have a handle on where the money goes and how the money comes in. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. I want you to also think about and write down how much you've actually paid yourself this year. Now, depending on your business structure, you may be paying yourself a salary, you may be paying yourself a salary and dividends, you may be maximizing the tax tax threshold, depending on the jurisdiction in which you're working and the relevant regulations and laws there. But I do want you to go through and calculate how much you've paid yourself in your business this year. And as you do that, and as you answer those questions about the numbers, of course, they're going to provide valuable input to when we start going through our planning process for next year. And as I've said, that's going to be happening on our episode next week. I want you also to then look back across at your products and services. And I want you to do some analysis on which ones have been the most purchased Which ones have clients signed up for most often? 
And of course, there's going to be a few factors in this. If you only have one product or service, it becomes very easy. You can just count the number of people that have signed up to work with you for that product or service. It may be, though, that you have a different mix of products and services. Maybe you have some one-to-one coaching. Maybe you have some course offerings. Maybe you have some done-for-you or done-with-you services. You may have some one-and-done type offers as well. Equally, you may have some VIP offers or some, some that are quite long in duration. But I want you to work out which ones have been purchased most often. And then the next step is to determine what have been your least purchased products or services. What things have people signed up for less often, if at all? You may have something that you created with love and passion and vision of it being incredibly valuable to your audience, and yet you haven't sold many or any of that product or service. And again, this is great information for you to have because then you can reflect back and think, well, what were the factors that contributed to the lack of sales of that offering? You know, was it a lack of marketing? Was it just that it wasn't quite, the way that you described the value wasn't quite there? Maybe it wasn't quite tailored specifically enough for your market or that you didn't communicate that value to your specific ideal client. And sometimes we can have products and services that don't sell, but actually with a few minor tweaks, they become incredibly attractive to your ideal client in your niche. And suddenly they'll start flying off the shelves like hotcakes. You know, sometimes it can be as simple as changing the name of your offer that really describes and shows your client what it does on the tin. It's very, very descriptive of what that offering helps them to do, be, or have. For example, you know, going from couch to 5K, which is a running program that helps people who are sitting on the couch to go to running 5K, is very, very clear. And so that makes marketing of that product a lot more easily than if, say, for example, it was called the Take Flight Running Program. Okay, it may not necessarily, um, it may just be that small tweak that's going to resonate with your ideal clients. So there's lots to think about and lots of factors that go into what's selling and not selling in terms of your products and services. And again, this series, I'm going to be looking uh, and exploring with you the sort of products and services that you can create that are going to sell really well and have not just a powerful implied value or intended value, but actually a really valuable uh, result for your client that helps them to get a result that actually is what they want, what they need, um, and what they're willing to pay for. The next thing I want you to answer is, which products and services do you enjoy delivering the most? Now, this is key. I believe that we all start our businesses because we have a passion and a drive and an energy around helping people. And we also start our businesses because we want to be able to enjoy the work that we do. We want to love what we do because that transmits. We want to work with people that we really enjoy working with as well. Now, if you're delivering products and services that you don't enjoy delivering, 
Uh, maybe you've created something that at the time you thought this is going to be brilliant, but when you got onto the delivery of it, you found that it was more time consuming, potentially more arduous, taking more effort than you'd first intended. This is time to start to have a look at that. So which ones do you enjoy delivering the most? Which ones do you celebrate when someone signs up for because you know you love delivering them? And which ones maybe don't you enjoy as much? Write those down because this is, again, going to be a great input when we start doing some planning work for next year in our episode next week. I also want you to write down how many social media followers, email list subscribers you have. And I want you to go through and I want you to do it platform by platform. So whatever social media platforms that you're on at the moment, and it could be one, it could be eight or nine, whichever ones you're focusing on. I don't recommend eight or nine. I think, you know, we really need to be able to focus and hone in specifically on our audience um, in across maybe one to three platforms um, to do a really great job. But what I want you to do is to write down how many social media followers and email subscribers you have across each platform. And this, again, is just a great metric for our marketing, for our lead attraction strategies in our business. Then I want you to think about, well, what is the best thing that happened to you in your business this year? What's the best thing that happened? Maybe it was an opportunity. Maybe it was an aha moment that you had. Maybe it was taking three weeks out and not worrying about what was happening to your business in the background, being able to really enjoy that holiday you were having. And then I also want you to think about, well, what other insights do you have about your business or about yourself? Now, this is interesting because you know, our business is like a living, breathing organism. And for some people, it's an extension of who we are. And I really want you to start to think about, well, you know, what was the, what were those insights that you have? Is your business working for you? Are you enjoying doing it? Um, what did you learn about yourself? And again, that could be that you learned that you really love delivering with one-to-one clients, but you don't really enjoy group work as much or vice versa. Maybe you learn about yourself that you tend to get really excited about something when it's first launching and then maybe that enthusiasm wanes or tapers off. There's so many things that we learn about ourselves as business owners, as CEOs of our own business, and there's a lot we learn about our own mindset as we are building and growing these coaching practices that are on the one hand, you know, highly valuable and transforming the lives of our clients and on the other hand, giving us that personal and professional development experience, as well as that income that we want from, of course, our business entity. So write down those things, write down, you know, where your energy is at this time of year in relation to your business. Has it exhausted you or are you absolutely fired up and ignited, full of inspiration for the year to come? These things are so powerful for us to tune into and be aware of as we start to go into the whole strategic piece in our business for next year. And, you know, it's not just about strategy, of course, it's also about you know, what are the tactical things that we're going to be putting in place in our business in the next 12 months that will really help us to, you know, go to the next level, to up level in terms of our income and profitability, in terms of the value that we're providing our clients with. And also having that alignment between, 
you know, who we are, what we're doing and what we want for our business and our families and our flexibility and our freedom and whatever our values are in relation to our businesses. Now, these are all powerful things that we want to be thinking about and we want to be talking about. And in fact, they're things that we talk about across a range of the different programs and memberships that we run at the Mindset Coach Academy. So of course, the Mindset Coach Academy is where you come to get that really in-depth, comprehensive Mindset Coach certification training that equips you with all those modalities and tools and skills that you need to really affect permanent lasting change with your clients at the conscious and unconscious level. We also, of course, have the Coaches Success Accelerator, which is our membership for coaches. It is where you come to continue your professional growth and development. It is where you come to get your coaching supervision, to participate in coaching masterclasses, to be able to be part of a community where we are masterminding in terms of our business and that you're actually growing and developing and evolving your business as well as your skills at the same time in a very highly supportive community. That's the Coaches Success Accelerator. I'll pop the links to all of these things I'm mentioning underneath our podcast episode. And finally, you know, the key ingredient for all coaches, for all women in business is your mindset. And the Mindset Success School is the place where we work with you over a 12-month period to really develop and grow your own mindset as a CEO of your business, as someone who really wants to step into your CEO mindset, to step into your money mindset, to really own what it is to be profitable, to attract clients, to be energetically aligned with the work that you're doing. And again, I'll drop the link down uh, below the episode over on our website, mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast, so that you have got that information there and you can check those resources out. Because together, what we want to do, of course, is to build your coaching practice so that you're doing what you love what you love you're helping people get those transformational results that come from you being skilled and adept at your coaching craft and also that you have the support in place so that you can be part of a community and part of an ongoing development experience where you know that you're always honing your skills and you have the support and the community and the continued drive and inspiration to keep doing your incredible work out there in the world. Thanks for listening. Do the exercises, really reflect on the year just gone. And next week, as I say, we'll be diving into planning, preparing for the year ahead so that you can have an incredibly successful coaching practice. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.